All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Calvin. That guy right there is Garland. Super Bowl Sunday! And we are here for Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> uh, and uh, we are live on Facebook. I'm sorry, we are live on YouTube. Um, I think, I don't even know if the Facebook feed is live right now. Uh, but we are live on YouTube. And you can catch us on all the podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do subscribe to Spotify, you'll be able to get to see our pretty mug so you know hopefully y'all can see i don't even know if y'all can see everything freshly right now, lined up anyway so what's going on garland if there is a city that could care less about today's game <laughs> <laughs> it is baltimore maryland <laughs> i just heard the murmuring of people i ain't even watching that i'm tired of that crap <sighs> people are still Still a little raw here, y'all. <laughs> Still a little raw here. So if they do the overnight ratings of the uh, Baltimore, uh, Washington area uh, for the ratings, might be a little dip in the ratings today because it might be a whole bunch of people for a Super Bowl. I heard a whole bunch of people like, I'm just waiting for the, uh, I mean, for the halftime. Might be a whole bunch of people for halftime. I yeah, I was about to say that I think people the, um, for halftime. Halftime is going to get the numbers, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting but, for. I'm waiting for the Usher concert. Yeah, but after that, it's going to be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling, Calvin? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Um, just like everybody else, I'm not really excited about the Super Bowl. Still a little bit salty over here in Baltimore. It's crazy they asked Lamar Jackson if he was going to watch. He was just like. <laughs> He's like, I'm watching watch that, that shit. Watch that. He said the <laughs> same thing. I'm still right. a little, still a little bitter. You know, right. I'm not watching that shit. But then I'm looking at Lamar like it's your fault. You, yeah. you contributed to this. You like, better. <laughs> exactly. Like you mad. How you think we feel? Like it would be different if we thought you gave your all. You played your best. And, Sir, you didn't run through some of them lanes that was open. You threw the interception. <laughs> you know what? Let me chill Uh-oh. on Lamar. Let me chill. He did come back. Y'all. Let me chill on Lamar. That was, he went back. That was last week's. That was last week's podcast. Let me chill on Lamar. But <sighs> sir, come on now. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Hey man, what man, are we talking about today? Let's jump into it, man. It's a little Super Bowl preview. We're gonna talk some NFL. Definitely some things been going on in the league. We got a little all things black fanboys prop. Super Bowl prop picks that we're going to run through. I got about five picks me and you going to choose through. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about college sports. Something happened very interesting last week that kind of is really kind of like saying that college sports is heading in a direction of uh, paying the players and the players being employees of the universities. And so let's go ahead and just jump off in the NFL. Lamar, he won the second MVP. Congratulations to Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, who made history by winning the Associated Press's NFL MVP award for the second time. At the age of 27, Jackson is the youngest two-time MVP since the merger, being out uh, KC Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes by just over nine months. Uh, Jackson was the landslide winner, receiving 49 of 50 first-place votes to fall one shy 
of another unanimous selection. For the uh, 2019 season, uh, Jackson joined Tom Brady as the only player to get all 50 first place votes for MVP. And so the other first place vote for MVP went to Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who finished fifth in the voting. Um, I saw the guy who gave that vote to Josh Allen, and he's a nerd here talking about DVOA and PPF and all this other crap. Uh, obviously, he didn't watch any games. He just looked at uh, equations. And so, uh, Calvin, what are your thoughts on uh, Lamar and the MVP? First of all, his name is Aaron Schatz. Fuck you, Aaron <laughs> Schatz. Because not only did you not make vote number one for Lamar, you made Tell him number how you three. Feel, son. He made him number three, yo. Number three. Number three. And and if you listen to his explanation with the DVOA and the uh, PFF okay. and all, according to his own metrics, he should have voted for Dak Prescott. Right. He, he said that Dak, to your own metrics. That Dak was ahead of him in all of these things. Fuck you, Aaron Schatz. But uh, <laughs> congratulations to Lamar. And like most people are saying, you know, most people with level heads are saying it don't matter. He got two MVPs. That's all that really matters. First, yeah. first, first player in history. What? What I do? What I do? Calvin, yo, <laughs> Calvin, upset, y'all. <laughs> Yo, if y'all were on before, it's been a hard been, two weeks. I've been, yo, today is just the culmination of a whole lot of shit it's that was been going a hard on. Two weeks. Luckily, y'all weren't at the laundromat with y'all me earlier today because I was cussing folks out right. there. Y'all thought I was joking about Baltimore still going through. Yeah, I, I, I know so me personally. Through. I ain't having that shit. Hey, Go but no. <laughs> um, Lamar is the first player to actually win two MVPs and a Heisman Trophy. So yes. he's still out here setting records. Um, and congratulations to him. You know, that whole wanting two unanimous, that's a us thing. We we wanted that for him. Sure. But, I mean, if you got two MVPs and you're only down one vote in the two, that's still that's still amazing. So congratulations to Lamar. I mean, of course, we want we want that ring that they should be praying for today, but we'll take these MVPs if that's what we have to take for now. We want to when they're going to be talking about this in 10 years, they're not going to be talking about who gave who the fifth place vote. I all will. That crap. I will. <laughs> Once again, fuck you, Aaron Schatz. Then he had the nerve to say, he had the nerve to tweet out, Baltimore people ain't thanking me right. for voting Mike been McDonald with the team as on, the yeah. best assistant uh, assistant coach, special teams, or, or position, whatever he called. Guys, he didn't even win us no more. He was Seattle. The, your vote got him the fucking head coach of the Seahawks. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron Schatz. Fuck or Schatz. Oh, or Schatz. your name should be shit. Take a shot. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron Schatz. You ain't shit, Aaron Schatz. All right, I'm, I'm uh, done, man. I I'm feel done. I feel that YouTube standards will be sending us an email real soon. I always, I always check when I uh, put it up. I always check off explicit content so they know. They should be oh, okay. Cool. They know. <laughs> yeah. So San Francisco uh, star running back Christian McCaffrey. He won offensive player of the year. Houston Texans uh, rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. He took home offensive rookie of the year honors. Uh, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Texas defensive end Will Anderson Jr. won Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski uh, was voted coach of the year for the second time in his career. And our boy Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year for the Browns. And so anyone get snubbed in these other awards? Absolutely. All right. So let's start with Kevin Stefanski. Yes. I don't even know. Stefanski. It don't even matter because that's D'Amico Ryan's award. Yes. D'Amico Ryan deserved that award. I guess because they gave the two rookie of the years to Texans, they didn't want to give him a third. But then you should have taken Will Anderson's away. You couldn't say taking CJ Stroud's away. You should have taken Will Anderson's away. And then, but D'Amico Ryan's is absolutely the coach of the year. Like, I don't even understand how that works. And then there's one more. There's one more. What? DeMar Hamlin literally died on Bro. the field. <laughs> he wasn't no comeback player of the year. He just, came back to, he just came back to life. He didn't do anything else. Listen, listen. <laughs> I even put up the definition, and it literally says players that come back from tragedy or <laughs> such and such to play even one snap. He played in five games. He died on the field. Anyone that didn't vote for him, like I said on Facebook, you clearly don't believe in Easter because you don't know anything about resurrection. Back from the dead, he died. He died. It would be different. His last worst play. His last worst play was that fake (laughs) punt. Yeah, (laughs) that he couldn't even get a first down on. It don't matter. But he was on the field for it. He was on. Listen, it would be different. Had he died like choking on an olive or something from a martini, and then right. he showed up to the game. He died on the field. I don't most of the time, like Joe Flacco was when he was with the Jets, he was dead on the field. When he was with the Broncos, he was dead on the field. So I understand yes. if you think he came back from that. But this man literally di- flatlined on the field. Like, they Man. had to cancel the game, and people were holding up signs. People in, on other teams were wearing DeMar Hamlin jerseys because, once again, he died on the field. How do you not, how do you not win Joe, comeback player of the year? Joe Flacco <laughs> was sitting home with his 20 kids in his mansion. And they called him and asked him to come back, and he led that team to the playoffs. DeMar Hamlin was barely playing. And then when they put him in, they put him in for this job. They they ran a play that you run for the retarded kids who play, excuse me, for the slow learning kids who play football. And they'd be like, don't tackle them. Just let them run. And that's what they did for DeMar Hamlin. First of all. Hey, Tiffany, because Tiffany said hi to us on Facebook. Hey, Tiffany. But it don't matter. He played. Listen. Listen. No doubt. Listen. Okay. Okay. This is what I'm This is what I'm going to tell y'all. This is what I'm okay. going to say right What'd now. What you going to say? For me, you know that anybody listening, anybody watching, if I ever die while I'm doing this podcast, and I come back and they ask for a Garland tries to give <laughs> comeback podcast of the year and he don't give it to me, <laughs> this shit is over. And by, by and another thing, another thing, if you watch Raising Canaan, spoiler alert, I'm gonna give you three seconds to get off of here. Spoiler alert if you watch Raising Canaan. One, one, two, two, three. 
three. Because we know when he know came back, back, when 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 Unique came back from the dead at the end of the episode, tell me y'all weren't like, oh my god, Unique is back, Unique is back. But Demar Hamlin come back from the dead, y'all like. That's cool. Joe Flacco is the comeback player. Yo, y'all ain't shit, yo. <laughs> but Jamal Unique, Hamlet. Unique was wearing Dapper Dan and all that stuff. He had all them quotes. That's why we was happy that Nick came back. Demar Hamlin did absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, and it's funny because I'm gonna get to you. I didn't know if you compared Demar Hamlin to Jesus. <laughs> well, Demar Hamlin. Well, no I mean, no y'all don't believe in Easter. <laughs> it's just a he ain't Jesus, but it's just a principle of the thing. Like God damn, Calvin, this the, man, he wasn't doing nothing before he flatlined on the field. He ain't do nothing since he came back after he flatlined on the field, and they brought him back. I don't understand. He came back, y'all. This is this is not participation awards. Just because he showed up and he made the roster don't mean that he deserved no. that award. Exactly. Actually, if you read the definition, it is a participating trope. A participation trope. It says again, coming back Bro. from tragedy. You don't get no more tragedy if, than dying, yo. If if Joe Flacco ain't Joe Flacco. He could have took that team maybe a little bit deeper to the playoffs. They already gave Kevin Stepanski the coach of the year award. Whatever the fuck his name is, Joe Flacco don't need no award. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Flacco finally won an award outside of Super Bowl MVP. Even Joe Flacco said all I was doing was sitting on the couch. He know he ain't come back from nowhere. All Joe did was showed up. Lamar Hamlin came back from jail. Joe was rusty. He was sitting. He came back and he took the reins of that team to where the city don't even want to see Deshaun Watson. They want to see Joe Flacco. All right. You Ravens fans, y'all, y'all got this love-hate relationship with Joe. So now, so now this motherfucker elite as he come back player of the year for another motherfucking team. Not for the Ravens, because after he won the Super Bowl for the Ravens, he ain't come back and do shit after Bro, that. The his greatest. Reward, his Joe Flacco's reward for being a Raven was being replaced by Lamar Jackson. That was his award. The you greatest know? quarterback in Raven history, Joe Flacco. Congratulations, I mean, Joe Flacco. Well, he Flacco. was until Lamar won the MVP. Again, another thing Lamar took from Joe is now Lamar's the greatest quarterback in Ravens history. Demar, Demar, you got my vote, yo. <laughs> Nick <laughs> died, yo. Obviously, he didn't have enough. <laughs> the nigga dying, died, yo. Dying is not enough. That's some bullshit right there. <laughs> Roquan Smith out there be yelling, I will give my life for this shit. Don't do it, Roquan, because you ain't going to win. I never be if, they, if you die on the field, <laughs> ain't no need to come back. Ain't nobody going to give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the show the show's gone off the rails everyone Baltimore is still upset about this game I think this cut harder than, than the first one yeah. anyway let's let's try to move on All right. Roger Goodell Roger Goodell he gets exposed again now Roger Goodell in the NFL they moved the commissioner's annual Super Bowl press conference to Monday 
when the press attendance is at its lowest and made the event invite only in what many felt was an attempt by Goodell to avoid answering tough questions, especially those about race that were asked by Jim Trotter, who's suing the NFL, at last year's news conference. Well, guess what? It didn't work. And so Darren Smith of KLKC Radio said, I got you, homie. He asked Goodell, as of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, Larry Campbell, he passed away over the weekend. How does knowing this sit well with you? And after two years of being asked this question, why has there not been any change or hirings in that area? Of course, Goodell, he had a political answer. But how long should we let the NFL continue to get away with this, Calvin? Well, God rest Larry Campbell's soul, because if he comes back to life, they still not going to let him in. They're so get, he ain't going to get the it. only black person there. He going to get it. I just saying, we clearly see that the NFL don't give a fuck about death. But anyway, let's throw that to the side. You know what they, you know what they going to say. You, you know what they going to say. It's got off the rails, y'all. They going, all they going to talk about is, well, we gave y'all some black coaches. Y'all got some black executives. Mm, we gave now, Jay-Z now. the halftime show. Exactly. Now y'all want black reporters. Yes, we want mm-hmm. black reporters. Because the one thing about covering sports um, you definitely need those counterbalances. Yes. No matter how you look at it, I always appreciate when someone asks the tough questions because you can always throw them softballs there. You know, a lot of times we look, and it, it mostly it happens in the NBA. A lot of times you'll look at them locker room interviews and you'll be like, well, why did he ask that question? But you actually want him to ask that question. You don't even have to like the guy because a lot of them you, we don't really care for. Right. But you want those questions to be answered because these lobs that they keep throwing them, only person that does good are the fans of that team. You know, mm-hmm. so you need someone to ask Jerry Jones tough questions. You need someone to ask uh, Robert Kraft tough questions. You yes. know, these are guys that are just haven't been really good human beings. Uh, the new owner of the Panthers, you need somebody to ask him tough yes. questions. You need someone to ask Adele tough questions. And a lot of times you you will not get that unless you cross belief political and racial lines. So you need some black reporters in there because we still have a problem with coaching. We still have a problem with ownership. We still have a problem with black executives. So yeah, we, you need that in there. So your question is how long do we let that last? We don't know. Cause it's going to last forever. The one thing is that the NFL is still ran by the owners. Goodell is run by the owners. So it's always going to be tough. For the owners. To, yeah. It's always going to be tough to get in there the type of people that we're looking for our, our skin color yeah i agree with you it's the it's the dumbing down of uh news reporting anyway and not having a diverse diverse voices on the staff definitely uh it puts the news in one light that's why we're getting articles about 
people going in in the barbershop asking for a Travis exactly. Kelsey. Exactly. And so, um, you know, if we're having balanced news staffs of people who look different and have different experiences, then somebody should be able to say, uh, don't write that because uh, black people have been wearing fades for years. And so uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I thought Jay-Z will have more impact and not to beat up on Jay. I'm going to beat up on Jay later, but uh, not to beat up on Jay. But, uh, you know, this was supposed to be the influence of, of Rock Nation. Not, Rock Nation was supposed to have this big influence on the league. And all I really saw is this Rock Nation, they put on great halftime shows. You know, uh, they, they get the gas. Uh, they work well with Apple Music. They, they tell people stop kneeling whenever they need to pull out some black people for something. They pull out Jay and everybody else. But I, it, it's not leading to any diversity. Uh, within the news corps. And so hopefully we'll see that change. And not, not that it all rests on Jay. So leave me alone, Jay, Jay people. But, you know, he's supposed to have this influence on it. That's why they, quote unquote, brought him in. Hey, man, let's talk about the thing that we really don't want to talk about. Super Bowl 58. And so the uh, defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, they're making their fourth Super Bowl appearance in the Mahomes-Reed era. Uh, the Chiefs made it. The hard way is a wild card team winning two on the road in Buffalo and in Baltimore. Uh, the 49ers were the preseason favorite to win the NFC, and they lived up to that by having the best record in the conference and holding home field advantage despite having to come from behind to beat the Packers and Lions. And so let's talk about some keys real quickly. Uh, what are the keys to the game for the Chiefs? What do they need to do to win the Super Bowl? Um. They got Taylor Swift, so all they needed to do was just show up. You know, I don't give a fuck. They just needed, <laughs> they just needed to be there to win because they got Taylor Swift on their team. That's good. I, I would say that too. I think <laughs> definitely the key for them to win the game, man, is to um, they just they got to control these explosive plays that uh, the um, 49ers have. You know, keep. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuels and Kittle kind of under wraps. Uh, of course, Christian McCaffrey. I know that sounds obvious, but, you know, uh, San Francisco, they, they get the, the explosive plays, you know, they get the chunk plays. And so really bringing down those receivers once they catch the ball, uh, not letting them get a whole bunch of yak. I think if they can control that, maybe do something. I think hopefully the 49ers will not do what the Ravens did and ignore the run. I hope they're not going to come out and try to be pass heavy in their uh, game plan. Uh, I'm expecting to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey and probably the backup as well. Mitchell uh, running the ball in this game. And so we'll see how it benefits them. What do you think about the Niners? What are the key to the game for the Niners? Um, they should call Joe Montana and Jerry Rice because I don't see them beating Taylor Swift uh, tonight. <laughs> Yo, I don't care. Yo. <laughs> I don't care about this game, yo. He already told me he don't care. But we got to go through it. We're a legitimate sports show, so we got we got to act like we at least care about it a little bit, y'all. And so I'll say this. <laughs> While Calvin has the bitter side, I'll, I'll give the other side. <laughs> he said he okay, y'all, but we got to talk about it anyway. I don't care, but we got to talk about it. Uh, for the Niners, uh, it's all it is is it's it's Travis it's Travis um, Swifty. You know <laughs> they've got to do something with with Travis Swift, Travis Kelsey. 
if they double Travis Kelsey, you can't let him do what he did to Baltimore. He can't come out and have 11 catches. You can't let him control that middle of the field. That opens up everything else. I think if they control Kelsey and they, you know, pretty much cut that off, it forces Mahomes to have to depend on the other receivers. Not that they're trash. I mean, one of them is. And the other one, uh, Rice, he's okay. Uh, Pacheco, he's okay too. But Kelsey is really it. And that's what really tore Baltimore up uh, two weeks ago. It was just that they could not stop Kelsey in the first half. They got those 17 points, and that was it. And so I, I think that for the Niners, they have to take advantage of their scoring opportunities. Don't come out crazy pass heavy against the uh, Chiefs. They've shown that they can lock up receivers. They, you know, they uh, play very well against the pass. I think that uh, they just have to handle Kelsey. And so, who are you picking? Just pick somebody. Not not Taylor Swift. Pick somebody. Oh, that's the only one to pick. So I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, and I'll, I'll tell you mm-hmm. why because. Um, until and and this narrative has been going around a lot. Um, they they want to compare him to the Buffalo Bills four losses in a row so badly, but they can't. But Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. His butthole gets real tight when they get a lead. I don't know what it is, Pause. Kyle, <laughs> but <laughs> that butthole get real tight when you get a lead. Double pause. Atlanta. <laughs> The the last Super Bowl appearance for uh, San Francisco. Come on, come on, Kyle. If you get a lead this time, do the right thing, sir. Run the ball. No passes. None of that stuff. Run the ball. You never know. These Run coaches, the out. they too smart for their own good. We'll, we'll see. We got. We one. know. We know. <laughs> we got one. Oh God. God. Let's keep on going. <laughs> Hopefully by June, Calvin will be okay. Be, All right, let's just run I'm through be some. Good uh, during the draft, during free agency. Let's, let's run through some Super Bowl prop picks. And so, who's going to score first, and how? Now, this is what I care about. So, I got some prop picks going on. Um, I got the the coin flip. I got the uh, mm-hmm. who's going to um, uh, who's going to select which way, get the ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring first, I don't know, but I got scores. I got McCaffrey. I got. Rice, I got Pacheco, um, I got Kelsey, I took Ayuk over uh, Debo, um, mm-hmm. and I actually have uh, uh, Mahomes scoring well, give me a touchdown. Team. Give me team. What team do you think is going to score first? It's all going to be who gets the ball first. I think the first team to get the ball will score. Um, both of these offenses can drive down, and they both seem to have <laughs> want to have something to prove. So I think the first team to get it will score. It's hard to say who's going to be first, so... I I do think that first possession is going to result in a touchdown and not just a oh, field man, goal you, touchdown. You're messing up my prop. I need you to take a team. Oh, who's going <laughs> to win the toss? Um, well, let's take, I don't know. Let's don't go. Know. Let's go with the Chiefs. Let's go with the Chiefs. Right, let's go with the Chiefs. Okay. Cool. Let's go with the the 49ers win the toss and defer to the next. Uh, okay. So you actually the Chiefs. actually let me give you another prop. Let's go with this. Let's go with whoever wins the toss takes the ball. So they can drive okay. down and score first. Sorry, I'll change it. Who wins the toss? So who you have winning the toss? Oh man, god damn, Garland. Um, I got the Niners winning the toss, so the Chiefs can get the ball first and drive. Okay. All right. So. I did say defer, but I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. It's all good, Kyle. I'm gonna take the Niners as well. I tell you another prop I got. Um, they got them in the uh in the bets. They got both quarterbacks 
with one and a half touchdowns. I took the over on both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both going to throw at least two touchdowns, uh, two, one and a half passing touchdowns. They also have them both with 0.5 interceptions. I took the over. I got both of them throwing at least one interception. I took the over on both of them. Okay, so who commits the first turnover? Which team? Oh, jeez. Uh Give me the give me the Niners. Give me Niners. give me Purdy and the Niners. Yeah, get them okay. jitters out. I'm, I'm gonna go Kansas the opposite City's of been, you. I'll take the Chiefs. Kansas City's been there before, been man. Uh, how many times will CBS show Taylor Swift on the on the screen? Over ten times or under? Oh, Taylor. Uh, how many times will CBS who, show? Ten Taylor is a Swift? lot. These are ones that I made up. So how many? Yeah, over ten, 10 times or under? I'm gonna go under ten because ten is under? a lot. You got Super Bowl commercials they got to play. Ten is a lot. Okay. Uh, can we say ten or under? We're saying ten or yeah, under, yeah, not ten, ten or ten over. under. Yeah, ten okay. or under. Ten or under. Okay. Yeah. I'm a. I'm gonna say over. They'll figure it out. It might be a blowout, and they'll get some extra time. Uh let's see. Um, which song does Usher open the halftime show with? Uh, 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 uh. Oh my God. OMG, one of the ones that I do not like, but that's that's the that's that's the yeah I don't like the song, but it's one of the ones that he comes out to. That's one of the crossover songs that everybody will be like, oh yeah, oh they know that. I'm gonna say yeah. No, yeah is one of his biggest crossover hits. That's got to be towards the end. I think he might. He got to come out and slam him. I, I mean, you know, what, yeah, I think ooh, yeah. That's 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 okay. Okay, we'll see. Uh, who's going to have more uh, catches, Kittle or Kelsey? Kelsey, definitely Kelsey. Kelsey. Although I think they're going to work Kittle. I think they're going to work Kittle in. Um, I'm gonna yeah. take Kittle. And who's going to win the MVP? Which quarterback is going to win the MVP? Purdy or Mahomes? So. I think the Chiefs are going to win, which would make Mahomes the MVP. But I don't think a quarterback is going to win the MVP. Who do you think is going to win? I think one of the receivers are go- is going to show off. Um, I'll go with I- I'll go with Kelsey. I-, I got Kelsey showing off for his little girlfriend. Oh Lord! I got Kelsey showing off for his I little girl. Don't do that. And All he right, so m- he might even, to he might even win. propose at the end of the game. Oh come on, Calvin! Don't do that. Oh. I mean, can you imagine next year, Patch Patch Mahomes to Travis Swift? Because, you know, she ain't changing her last name. Right. Or he going to hyphenate his Travis Kelsey Swift. (laughs) Travis Travis Kelsey, my auto Swift. (laughs) My my auto Swift. (laughs) Baby going to be named my auto. All right. Amazon Prime, they uh, they won the right to broadcast a 2025 NFL playoff game. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the NFL will give Amazon Prime a playoff game in 2025, making it the second straight year in the league that it sends a playoff game to a streaming-only service. Uh, Peacock became the first streaming service to get a playoff game last uh, this past uh, playoff season. Broadcasting the wild card uh, round matchup between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Uh, NBC reportedly spent $110 million for the game. 
Also, uh, earlier in the week, uh, we found out that Fox Sports, uh, ESPN, Hulu, Disney Plus, and Max, they announced a joint streaming deal for all of its live sports content. And so this is the future that we see that more games are heading to streaming. Uh, what do you think about this move by the NFL giving uh, Amazon Prime a game? Yeah, we already know where where this is all going. So um, remember, Paramount got the game. Um, Peacock got some games. So it, it's all going streaming uh, eventually. So it's just par for the course right now. What can now. you do? It makes me think, man. I read an article this week, and um, this kind of leads to my next thing before we get into uh, our last piece, our last segment. Uh, last week, the Washington Post, they published an article about an NFL game, an NFL game that has been long forgotten. In, uh, the article, <clears throat> excuse me, entitled the Super Bowl, excuse me, before the Super Bowl, the NFL staged the toilet bowl. The article gives us a history about the playoff bowl. Or it was officially known as the Burt Bell Benefit Bowl. It was a postseason game for third place in the NFL, and it was played 10 times between 1960 and 1969 at the Orange Bowl in Miami, originally known as the runner up bowl. It was played a week after the NFL championship game, and it was started to raise money for the players' pension fund. And so based on these future games being sold to streaming platforms, do you think something like this, like a a, a format that they could bring a game like this back and replace the current Pro Bowl? Like, let me give you a scenario. Like the league, they could offer some, financial incentives for the players like the NFL, excuse me, the NBA did for the in-season tournament. You know, in the NBA, each player, the winning team, they got $500,000, a half a million apiece. Uh, And so, you know, there would be a high winner or loser share for this game. And the game could either count for an additional draft pick, or maybe you would take the two worst teams and let them play for the number one pick. Do you think uh, somebody would pay for that? Um, fans of maybe fans of the teams might, but I don't know if something like that will work only because, you know, the NFL talks safety. Um, they don't show it, but they talk safety. And if you're the teams playing in it now, are you talking about an additional game? I'm talking about this additional game. Now this, uh, this, this, this playoff uh, game that they had, it was called a playoff bowl. This was a game to decide who came in third place. And so what they would do, they would take the losers of the conference championship games and they would play in a game a week after the NFL championship game. So let's so and so like this scenario. So like for this scenario, if you took the Ravens and the Lions, you play that game instead of the Pro Bowl. So here's my question, and, and I'm, I'm glad you used that scenario because as you were mm-hmm. saying, I was thinking about that same scenario. Do you mm-hmm. think the Ravens, any of the Ravens players, whether the organization wants it or not, do you think any of the Ravens starters or the line starters would actually want to play in a game that doesn't take them to the championship? I, think, I don't think they as would. As a matter of fact, this, this, this was the issue with the toilet bowl. Players were saying it's just a rinky-dink game. It doesn't make a difference. Well, they wasn't getting any money out of it. I think the most that they got out of it might have been $2,000 was the winning okay. share. If you're giving these players a half a million or upwards, if you get an Amazon Prime or a Paramount Plus that comes in and says, 
we'll pay you. Let's see, NBC paid a hundred and ten million for that to broadcast that wild card game. Would have uh, Amazon Prime came in and said, "All right, we give y'all three hundred million dollars for this game." Some of that money goes to the players, at least a half a million for the winner's share, maybe two fifty for the loser's share, and you get an additional draft pick. That's the that's the caveat to the teams. Like maybe you get an additional first or you get an additional second. The way that these teams value draft picks, maybe. Mm. Or maybe it's for the say you took the two bad teams, like uh like Washington and Chicago. And they're playing for Caleb Williams. And it it might stop tanking. I don't know. But what do you think about that? Yeah, but so and I hear that, but so you're thinking about it from the organization standpoint. So from the, the organization, organization and the player standpoint, the, money. the players, let's think about it. I don't think Lamar Jackson would play in that game. Um, I don't hmm. think Jeff Goff would play in that game. You know what I mean? Like you, you okay. may be able to get the organizations to play, but you may be looking at backups at that point to play. Um, you know what I mean? I, I just don't, just in my opinion, you know, okay. football is a little different from basketball. And the in-season tournament is also, with basketball, the in-season tournament is also one of the things where you're not worn out. You're talking about teams that have already played their uh, schedule and already played some playoff games. Now you want them to play in another game that doesn't really get them to the pinnacle they want. It gets them some extra money in their pocket, and it gets them mm-hmm. the organization of the draft picks. Lamar Jackson's already making $260 million. I don't think he's going to miss that half a million. You know what I mean? I just don't I, I don't. I don't see it being worth it for someone like him. Uh, Tyler Huntley would probably... Mm-hmm. Jump at be saying Snoop. <laughs> yeah, he would definitely <laughs> jump at what that. What about the uh what about the worst team? What if it's uh Chicago and a Washington and you're paying you're playing for the number one pick? So if you're playing for the let's let's use Chicago as a scenario. So if hmm. I'm Justin Fields, I'm like, so you want me to play in a game to get you to pick the guy hey, that's gonna replace what if I give me. You a, what if I give you a half a million for it? I, I'm not saying they're gonna take Caleb Williams, but you plan you plan to yeah, secure the number one I just pick. Don't I, I think I think they look at their and mm-hmm. I think they would be advised a starter. I'm, and I'm talking about the, the, the premier guys. I think yeah. they would be advised by their agents to skip this game and you know move on to mm-hmm. the next season. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting scenario. I didn't know a lot about this playoff ball. One day I was just. Uh, on the internet and I saw something about it and I started reading about it and I was like, wow, they actually played this game. Now that game was considered an exhibition game. I think the Baltimore Colts played it in a couple times. The uh, Packers played in it a couple times. Uh, Vince Lombardi hated it. He said it was, it was, he called it the shit bowl. He, he didn't like it at all because like you said, it didn't count towards anything. It was, you came in third place. And then once the leagues merged, and you had all these playoff games. It's kind of like, eh, you don't really need it anymore. But, man, I think money talks for the right amount of money and the right amount of incentives. I, I wouldn't be surprised in maybe five years down the road, you might hear something resurrected like that. Like, hey, if people going to watch the Pro Bowl, uh, a flag football game, <laughs> and they still get numbers that beats uh, regular season basketball and anything else that's on, if you're bringing it for something that really counts and you're able to get the Players Association to be a part of it and you got incentives there, you never know. 
but, but I, I feel you though. I just it's, don't. It's a difficult sell. Yeah, it's a difficult yeah. sell. Not it's to a the organization. Sell. I think it's an easy sell to the organizations. <clears throat> I think the mm-hmm. difficult sell is the stars because you right. want the stars to play in it. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, right? I, you don't want to tune in and see Huntley. You don't exactly. want to tune in and see exactly. Snoop. You don't want to tune in and see Justice Hill. You want to tune in and see the stars. Yeah, you want to see, and you want to see them giving the effort, the same effort that they gave the week before in the championship game. Right. You know what I mean? And you're just like, eh, okay. So if we don't mm-hmm. win, we're in fourth place instead of third place. It still ain't first place. So it's right. just, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Okay, just don't want to throw it out there. Let's talk a little college sports. Um, last week, the uh, National Labor Relations Board Regional Off, uh, at la- excuse me, a National Labor Relations Board Regional official ruled on Monday that the uh, Dorf- Dartmouth basketball players are employees of the school, clearing the way for an election that would create the first labor union for NCAA athletes. All 15 members of the Dartmouth men's basketball team signed a petition in September asking to join a local union of the Service Employees International Union, which already represents some other employees at the Ivy League school. Unionizing would allow the players to negotiate not only salary, but working conditions, including practice hours and travel. The next day, St. John's men's basketball coach Rick Patino said, the sport needs a salary cap and a new hierarchy to thrive. Uh, he tweeted Tuesday, that the major conferences in college basketball should join forces and create a salary cap up to $2 million. He did not specify if that number would include a name, image, and likeness payments or funding directly from schools. While Patino didn't suggest that the major conferences should split from other schools, he said the cap should be different for those different leagues. And so do you agree with Patino, or is it just a matter of time before colleges begin to pay the athletes yeah so it's it's one of those things where um it's not happening soon enough and it's a long time coming like <clears> yeah <throat> eventually they're just gonna have to make this look like what it really is which is a professional sport there's gonna need to be a union there's gonna need to be a salary cap there's gonna need to be all of that you know what i mean now the the problem i think is of course with the ncaa but it's also with the coaches you got your guys like Dabo Sweeney and all that are against this, but they can do whatever they want and they're making me, you know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. coaches do Certainly. not want to continue to lose control over these athletes, which they are doing. And God damn it, it is a free for all. I'll be first to admit, I'm all for the um, NIL and all, but it's a fucking free for all. I mean, if you look at, uh, I believe it's Washington right now, they only have nine players on their roster because everyone else jumped in the portal you can and this is the football team so you can't do anything with nine players you can't even fill the team so it is a damn free fall so they got to do something to um, put some regulations on it whether it's you know revamping the portal or uh, salary caps will probably help because you're going to have to play you can't play everybody can't go to one school so that may help but yeah it's it's eventually it's already a professional sport. They just don't want to admit it, but it's eventually going to have to take the look of a professional sport. I agree with you. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time that these schools are going to have to pony up because right now they're really just depending on NIL to keep these students in, to keep to pay the athletes. But eventually, as we see the more the formation of these mega conferences, of these power conferences, 
these power conferences are going to generate enough money that they're going to be able to pay the uh, the athletes. And so I think you're going to see a different level. You're going to see some of the blue chippers. They're going to be going to your um, Big Ten conferences. They're going to be going to your SECs. They're going to be going to your ACCs. And then those mid to lower level um, players, they'll be at your other conferences, uh, at your, your, I don't know, I know the Big East doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, some of those smaller, right. lower level conferences. And so um, I think that's where eventually it's going to head because now that these schools are, you know, these players can begin to say, hey, look, I am an employee of the university. I should be getting health benefits. I should be accruing these different things, retirement. They're going to have to come up with a structure to take all of that responsibility and costs off of them. You know, that's what universities did. That's why they fighting unions, getting rid of people. You got contractual jobs and stuff like that. A lot of your professors, unless they're tenured, they're contractual, they're adjuncts. Why? Because you don't want to pay health benefits. You don't want to pay into all of those things. And so if you had athletes that are doing that and they're getting those type of benefits and they're on the uh, bill of the university, it's going to be costly. And so they have to come up with some alternatives. Yeah, they, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, a- another thing with that, they just it, there's eventually just going to be um, a couple conferences, a couple of these major conferences. And we all thought that Maryland was wild or they were just running from Duke and UNC when they left the ACC right. and went to the Big Ten. That actually looks like a pretty, pretty shrewd move right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually got some clout with the basketball team, a little more clout than they would have gotten. They're having um, a terrible year this year. Though. Yeah, this year isn't, isn't good. Same thing with the women. The women haven't really yeah, bounced back. I mean, the year. women did have South Carolina, Iowa, a couple of these big, big right. time, big time schools on their but schedule. But financially, it paid off for them paid off for them and they you know just if you look record wise they actually have done very very well um in the conferences but yeah we thought they Mm -hmm. were just wilding or they were scared of uh duke of Mm -hmm. north carolina but yeah not a not a bad move not a bad move at all no not a bad move and you know now that that conference but you know they're never going to at least football wise basketball they still they stand a little bit of chance but uh football they're never going to be able to compete with but, the top teams. But they actually did make a bowl last year when I didn't think they were going to do it. They, they had a chance to beat Michigan. They Calvin. had a chance to beat Michigan. Calvin. Listen, they made man. with the Tax Slayer Bowl. What, what bowl did they make? <laughs> they didn't make the BCS, right? They're not going to make the BCS. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, they made a bowl. Yeah, they made a bowl. For Maryland, that's a successful they played, season. They played a team that blew the game to Alabama that lost to but, a team that wasn't ranked. But, that, I, that's right. They dominated their bowl game at that. Yeah, they did. Against listen, Auburn, a horrible team. Listen, for Maryland, <laughs> that's a successful season. Oof, I sound like I've been. Low I sound like I've been drinking. Successful, successful, successful season. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway. And so yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So now we're coming to the end of the program and our favorite segment. Come on, you. And so I, I start off. I think you started off last week with the Kelsey. And so I start off this week. Come on, yo, black people that want to be recognized by the mainstream. 
Uh, if you didn't see the Grammys on Sunday, um, our boy Jay-Z uh, was on there. And Jay-Z, he had just won. Mr. Rock in here. <laughs> ja- <laughs> Tell Just to holler at me, man. <laughs> and so Jay-Z, or Sean Carter, he had uh, won the Andre Young uh, Global Impact Award. Uh, Andre Young is Dr. Dre, y'all, the chronic 2000, 2001, uh, which I'm still trying to figure out how Dr. Dre giving out awards when he's going around slapping black women and beating them up. But, you know, hey, I, I don't know how you get a global impact Ooh. award on that, but he does. And so nonetheless, let's is keep this going. D-Bonds on? Where's D-Bonds? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm <laughs> on pumping up. D-Bonds. Yeah. I, anyway. And so Jay, he's, you know, talking about his wife and how his wife had been, Beyonce, has been snubbed, which is true, uh, by the Grammy uh, Academy, that she has never won Album of the Year, despite winning the most individual Grammys in the history of the Grammy Awards. And it, it got me thinking of why are we always looking for acceptance from the mainstream Beyonce, everybody knows there's no artist out here that compares to Beyonce. None. Sorry, Taylor Swift. I don't care how many Swifties you got out there. You can't hold a candle to Beyonce. And even for Jay, I don't care how many people they come up. Nobody can, you know, compete with Jay on a global level. But we're always looking for this acceptance and approval by the mainstream. I mean, I guess that's why we had the BET Awards. But, you know, then again, BET is owned by the mainstream as well, Viacom. And so (laughs) we're still, you know, we don't sold out. He sold out. I mean, we don't get upset when if Beyonce doesn't win Artist of the Year for the BET Awards. But we definitely get upset when we don't get that mainstream acceptance. And so I think we just got to stop looking for it. I mean, we already know Beyonce's dope. We already know what she is. We we know her value. This woman sold out stadiums, not not arenas. She stole. She sold out stadiums. My daughter went to see her down in uh, Lanham, and it rained. They, did people go home? It was a lightning storm. No, they waited two hours for that lightning to clear the area, and they stayed to see Beyonce. Beyonce, she's already heads and shoulders above everyone else. And so we don't need the mainstream acceptance. Let's just rock with who we are. We already know who who's rolling with us. And we don't have to keep on saying, hey, y'all got to recognize us. Hey, y'all got to recognize us. I don't care if they never broadcast another rap award on the show. I already know that my music's dope. I already connected to the culture. I already appreciate it and promote it. I don't need uh, some people in the boardroom to tell me what's hot and what's not. And so uh, let's stop looking. Come on, yo. Let's stop looking for this mainstream love when we don't need it. They never gave it to us. It never was ours to get. So let's just keep on moving. Yeah, we got the BET Awards. We got the Soul Train Awards. We got the NAACP Image Awards. We got BET Honors. We got BET Hip Hop Awards. Um, I'm sure we got some Shade Room Awards. We probably got some TikTok (laughs) Awards. I mean, come on, black people. Well, first of all, Steve Harvey got an award. The hoodies. Who's still still watching the Grammys anyway? Like, y'all still watch the Grammys? 
Like a lot I'm of people. Shocked. I thought we shut them down and went on to the American Music Awards. Like we knew the Grammys wasn't right. showing us any love years and years ago. This ain't nothing new. But we like, yeah, we still on. we're still begging at the Grammy door of acceptance. And I mean, we we know she got robbed the other the other year that she was in it, and they gave it to you. I can't even tell you who won. And another thing, Jay-Z, when Kanye did it, y'all shut him down. But it's okay for you to go up and do it in front of your baby? Uh, yup. <laughs> I, <laughs> I start laughing when I tell the truth. It's the rock. <laughs> yup. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, real quick. Uh, I'm going to make this one real quick. So come on, yo. Come on, yo. Our fans, our fans. Y'all are wrong for trying to shut down Cheryl Swoops. Come on, yo. But, but my come on, yo, is for Cheryl Swoops. All right, so Cheryl Swoops. And if you know who Cheryl Swoops is, legendary we do. Uh, basketball player, a USA basketball player, gold mm-hmm. medalist, a multiple-time gold medalist, multiple-time WNBA uh, championship winner. Champion. Uh, yeah, just multiple-time. Yeah, she just mm-hmm. one of the greatest living basketball players ever. She even had her own First shoe at one time. Shoe. She had her own shoe. She was supposed to be the female Michael Jordan at one time, mm-hmm. which she was. I shouldn't say supposed to be, which she was. Um, yeah. But she went on the podcast and they were asking her about Caitlin Clark. And one of the things that she said, now she was giving Caitlin Clark props and yeah, she was. And on the other end of that, she pretty much said um, some of the same things about Angel Reese, which was she won't be able to go into the um, WNBA and dominate the way she's dominating now, not as a rookie. Um, she's basically saying you got to pay your dues. But the one thing that she said about Caitlin Clark was um, Caitlin Clark is definitely going to take the scoring title from Kelsey Plum, and she's going to do it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's next week sometime they're talking about. Um, but she said the thing about Caitlin Clark is that she has a COVID year, which gave her an extra fifth year to get the scoring title. So she's basically saying, yeah, you got a whole extra year to do it. The problem was her fifth year, her COVID year would be next year. So she's still within her first four years. The reason mm-hmm. why that's significant is because you open the door for these Iowa fans to come and attack you and get you immediately. I will put up the stats and they literally said within four years. She also said that Caitlin Clark takes at least 40 shots a game, which is the way that prompted her to say she won't be taking that many shots in the WNBA as a rookie. They put up Caitlin Clark averages 19.5 shots a game. I want to question that. If you've ever watched an Iowa game, it looks like she's taking much more than 20 shots a game, but whatever the case, uh, Garland and I have done it. Everybody that's had some sort of platform, whether it's for sports, and sports is one of the most critical, whether it's for sports, for politics, for anything, you want to make sure that you line up your facts because as soon as you say something incorrect, you open the door for people to come get you. And if you're on a platform that's a national platform like that and you're talking about someone's beloved player, they're going to get you. These Iowa fans are out here wearing don't be Cheryl shirts. I mean, Cheryl got her her own crew behind it saying, like, oh, are y'all crazy? Cheryl Swoops is the greatest. But it's Cheryl Swoops' fault. Like, come on, Cheryl. Come on, yo. 
get that fact straight. That that fourth, that fifth year thing was the one that really made me cringe because I'm like, oh, she ain't even in the fifth year. If she take the fifth year, she's just going to add on top of that. And and she admitted, she admitted she was wrong. She was like, oh, you know, I'm wrong. But they don't want to hear that because you came loaded and they feel like you were just picking on their girl. Um, so come on, yo. Come on, Cheryl. Come on, everybody with some sort of platform. Even when you go on things like social media, how many times have people reposted or shared something that's completely false? You don't do your own research. And that's the, the biggest Zay Flowers thing. story. Yeah, just just do your own. Just do your own research. Also, a lot of this is just a simple Google search. Um, and again, we're all guilty of it. I've done it before, you know, but a lot of it's simple Google search. Mm -hmm. If you don't find it, just don't post it. Don't say it. Move on. Make some other points. Exactly. You know, so it, it happens. But come on, Cheryl. Come on, yo. Come on, everybody with a platform. Stop yeah, doing that. Make sure you. your shit is yeah. tight. Because sometimes I'd be like, what is, like, for instance, this Zay Flowers story. You know, it was a lot of, I was getting, oh, yeah, you heard about your boy. I'm like, okay, I went to the noted sources of sports reporting. Nothing reported on this alleged thing about Zay Flowers. Then I saw something on the Baltimore Banner where they said they wasn't even investigating Zay Flowers. It was someone in the house next door to where Zay Flowers lived, but somehow Zay Flowers' name is tied into it, and it's just not true. But, you know, people are reporting it or circulating it like it's true. And it's, that's been, trust me, if something like that happened, it would have been front page ESPN Sports Center, the opening story of that night's broadcast. But, you know, a lot of times we, I guess that's the dangers of the internet. You know, you put something out there, it sounds kind of true. You know, it's like the Willie Lynch story, you know, the Willie Lynch letter. You know, it sounds good, it sounds true, but when you do, do a little bit more research into it, you find out like, eh, this is not true. Yeah, and, and you're right. So it, it's this thing that everybody wants to also be first. You know, everybody wants yeah. to be first. So, you know, but you're right, especially when it comes to sports. If you can't cut on or Google ESPN and see it, and it may right. not be true. Not and when it comes true. to entertainment news, there was a time when TMZ was like the, the National Enquirer where you thought mm -hmm. they were making up stories. But now TMZ is a reputable source. If you don't see it on TMZ, it probably ain't happened because they are usually oh, first to the stories. So, yeah, just, exactly. just you know, do as much research as you can. Um, yeah. Be careful. And, and listen, it's not a knock on anybody because we're all guilty of it. Like, we're all guilty sure. of doing it, sure. having done it. It won't stop people from doing it. I'm sure I'll do it again. You know, it happens. But try your best to research just so you're not caught out there and lose credibility. Um, people that follow you will be okay with it, but people that you're trying to bring in, they're going to be like, mm, I don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking Definitely. about. Definitely. You know, so. Definitely. Come on, yo. Just just tighten Come up. On, yo. Get it tight. Get it tight. That's all. Oh, and another hey, man, thing. You... And another mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> oh, God. If DeMar Hamlin would have gotten the award, they should have just named the award the DeMar Hamlin Award because he died, yo. Oh, and um, you asked who got snubbed. Steeler fans think T.J. Watt got snubbed. And I, oh, yeah, forgot all about him. I don't care. In the words of your coach, Mike Tomlin, we do not care. I don't even, I ain't even want Miles Garrett to win it. 
That's how I feel about the AFC North. If my, my guys ain't winning it, it, he, he definitely deserved it. But no, the the Demar Hamlin didn't die enough. <laughs> so he had to stay dead. But had he stayed he had to stay dead, dead, it he didn't come back a day after. He would have been disqualified had he stayed See, dead. He needed to do a Jesus. He needed to come back three days later. Y'all don't, y'all don't believe in Easter, y'all. Y'all don't believe in Easter. Easter. Y'all don't believe in Easter. He came back and still ain't do nothing. You know what? Let me let me play this outro. We want to thank y'all for joining us. We are live on Facebook right now. And if you uh, listen to all the podcast platforms, we're also live on YouTube and you'll be able to see our face. Let me play this outro because Garland just been tripping. Like, Demar Hamlin died Demar. on the field, y'all. You have been listening to fanboys. He died. All things it wasn't enough. I, he, he died Thank enough for listening. I'm sure he died enough for tomorrow. Hey, like, he like, I was, I was dead. Like, you know, I'm not winning this shit. What's anyway, not man, enough? Lady Garland, hey, good luck, Usher. Later. Good luck, Usher. Let's go, Usher. Good luck, Usher. <laughs>